I'm so glad that you guys are tuning in with us to Radiant Online. I hope you guys enjoy this message. I hope it's powerful, and I hope it speaks to you. Guys, I ain't going to waste no time. I'm going to jump right in. If you're taking notes, the title of my message is Faith Under Fire. I'll say it again. Faith Under Fire. And here's the thing you got to understand about faith. Everyone can have faith when it's convenient. Everyone can have faith when it's easy. Everyone can have faith when there's no pressure. But it takes true faith to have faith under fire. And here's the thing. Faith is what gets God moving. Faith is what gives you access to the word of God, to the promises of God, and to the blessings of God. And you got to understand something. There's an enemy that's coming to steal, kill, and destroy your faith. There's an enemy that's coming to stop your faith. And the reason why he wants to stop your faith is because your faith can stop him. Because your faith activates your God. Now something you got to realize about your faith is this. The enemy will bring fire to burn your faith. The enemy will bring fire to burn your faith. And usually when you have faith in God, the enemy is going to put your faith under fire. And friends, here's why faith is so important. If you ever played a video game, the most powerful thing in a video game is the controller. And what makes the controller so powerful is it's a device that can operate between two worlds. It can operate between the physical because you hold it in your hand, but it operates in the digital. When you press a physical button, it causes digital things to move inside of the game. That's how your faith is. When you have your physical faith in God, when you have your physical belief in God, it changes things in the spiritual realm. When you believe here on earth, it activates heaven. And Satan knows it, and he hates it, and he wants to stop it. So, friends, when you have faith in God, your faith will be on a fire. Your faith will be tested. But the beautiful thing is, faith that's not tested can't be trusted. Faith that's not tested can't be trusted. And the enemy is going to squeeze you. He's going to press you. And he is going to come after you to test and try your faith. And, friends, you got to have faith on the inside because what's in you will come out of you. I love this story. I heard a pastor say it this week, and it was such a cool story. And the story or this illustration is about if you had a bowl of water, if someone came and bumped you and you spilled the water on the floor, and someone asked you, why did you spill the water on the floor? The first thing you would say is, because somebody bumped me, because someone bumped me. Most of us would say, I spilled water on the floor because someone bumped me. But friends, that's not all the way true. The truth is, you spilled water on the floor because you had water in the bowl. You spilled water on the floor because you had water in the bowl. Whatever was inside of the bowl was going to spill out. Whatever was on the inside was going to come to the outside once you were bumped. Friends, I want to tell you something. What's on the inside of you will come on the outside of you. If faith is on the inside of you, when you get bumped by the devil, faith will come out. If love is on the inside of you, when you get bumped by the devil, love will come out. If peace is on the inside of you when you get bumped by the devil peace will come out but if you have anger on the inside of you when you're bumped by the enemy anger will come out if you have fear on the inside of you when you're bumped by the enemy fear will come out what's on the inside because what's on the inside will always come to the outside and friends I want you to know something the enemy is going to bring fire and he's trying to squeeze something out of you what did you put in because what you put in is what comes out and I love how my mom and them used to say it back in the day they said if you can't take the heat get out the kitchen I want to tell you something when you're in the kitchen and you're cooking up things for God the enemy is going to bring the heat but because greater is he than me than he that is in the world I can take the heat I can stand the test of time I have faith under fire 
Come on, shout it in your living room. Say faith under fire. Come on, shout it in your car. Say faith under fire. As you come and bring fire to consume me, I'm believing for God to protect me. I can have faith under fire. And friends, this is the test. This is the fight. This is the battle that God gives you faith, but he allows the enemy to try it. And this is the fight. And this is the test that you would have in faith. And there are some Hebrew boys who had their faith under fire, who had their faith tested. I'm going to read the scripture and show you how they responded to faith under fire. If you have your Bibles, go to the book of Daniel. I'm preaching better than y'all amen online. I'm just playing. I can't hear y'all online. I'm telling you, we're going to preach to this empty room. We're getting it in. Well, I got three people here. Let's get it. Daniel chapter 3, if you have your Bibles. Daniel chapter 3. I'll give you guys a second to get there. Daniel chapter 3, verse 15. It says, now when you hear the sound of the horn, the flute, the zither, uh, the, the zither, the lyric, the harp, the pipe, and all kinds of music, if you are ready to fall down and worship the image I made, very good. But if you do not worship it, you will be thrown immediately into a blazing furnace. Then what God will be able to rescue you from my hand? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, some people call him a bad Negro, by the way, replied to him, King Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. If we are thrown into the burning furnace, the God we serve is able to deliver us from it, and he will deliver us from your hand, your majesty. But even if he does not, we want you to know, your majesty, that we will not serve your God or worship the image of God you have set before us. Then Nebuchadnezzar was furious with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and his attitude towards them changed. He ordered the furnace to be heated seven times hotter than usual. And he commanded some of his strongest soldiers in his army to tie up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and to throw them into the burning furnace. So these men were wearing their robes, trousers, turbans, and other clothes were bound to them and thrown into the furnace. The king commanded, the king command was so urgent that the furnace was so hot that the flames of the fire killed the soldiers who took Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And these three men, firmly tied, fell into the blazing furnace. Then the king, Nebuchadnezzar, leaped to his feet in amazement and asked his advisors, Wasn't there three men that were tied up and thrown into the fire? They replied, Certainly, your majesty. He looked. I see four men walking around in the fire, unbound and unharmed, and the fourth looks like a son of God. Friends, I want to tell you something about faith. I want to tell you something that's so important about faith in the fire. And I want to tell you something from the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They had a special kind of faith. They had a unique kind of faith. You want to know what kind of faith they had? They had an even if he don't kind of faith. I want to ask, how many of you guys have an even if he don't kind of faith? Even if I don't get the job promotion. Even if I don't get the husband. Even if I don't get the wife. Even if the circumstance don't change. Even if I don't get the healing. Even if I don't get the blessing. I'm still going to worship you, God. I won't bend. I won't break. I won't shake because God is good. When it's all bad, God is good. When it's on fire, God 
is good. When it's raining, God is good. When the Red Sea is in front of me, God is good. When I'm in the lion's den, God is good. I don't care what circumstance come against me. Greater is the Christ that's in me than the devil that's opposing me. I'm telling you, when it's all bad, God is still good. Even if he don't, I won't bend. Even if he don't, I won't break. I'm telling you, my God is well able to bring me out. My God can stop the mouth of lions. My God can stop the flames of fire. But even if he don't, I will stand. And I want to ask you something, friends. Can you stand in the midst of fire? Can you stand in the midst of trials? Can you stand in the midst of uncertainty? Because right now our nation is uncertain. We have a plague that's spreading across our land. And fear is running rampant. And I want to ask you something, child of God. Are you afraid? Are you afraid while your faith is under fire? Or can you stand in the midst of uncertainty? I know my God is able to protect me with a shield of protection. I know my God is able to make this virus never touch nigh me or my family. But even if God don't protect me, I still won't bend and I still won't break. Come on, somebody. Give our Savior a shout of praise. Even if he doesn't. And then something that's so powerful that happened. Something so powerful. It said that three was tied up inside of the fire. But when Nebuchadnezzar looked in amazement, there was four walking around in the fire. The first thing I want you to see is they went in the furnace tied up and bound, but they was walking in the furnace free. I want to tell you something. You may feel tied up. You may feel bound. You may feel like you're not free, but who the sun sets free is free indeed. Who the sun sets free is free indeed. And I may have went in this furnace tied up, but I'm going to get untied by the hands of my God. And I want you to know something. There was another in the fire. Three went inside of the fire, but there was four walking around in the fire. And the fourth looked like a son of God. I want you to know something. When you go through the fire, when you go through the furnace, when you go through the storms, when you go through the hard times, you don't go through it alone. Your God goes with you. There's not just three in the fire. There's four in the fire. There's another in the fire. When you're in the fire of fear, God is with you. When you're in the fire of anxiety, God is with you. When you're in the fire of uncertainty, God is with you there's always another in the fire there's always another one crossing the red sea with me there's always another one that's in the storm with me friends three went in but four came out i want you to know something when you go in something you don't go in alone because god goes in with you you don't go through the fire alone because god goes through the fire with you and then there was something so powerful in the text it said when they left they didn't smell like smoke. Oh, I love that part. I want to tell you something. I don't look like what I've been through, and I don't smell like where I came from. Let me say it again. I don't look like what I've been through, and I don't smell like where I came from. I came from fear, anxiety, depression, and hell's kitchen. But I don't smell like it. Why? Because I smell like the peace of God. I smell like the fragrance of God. I smell like the presence of God. I don't look like what I've been through, but I look like what Jesus did for me. I look redeemed. I look healed. I look saved and I look restored. Come on, give the Savior a shout of praise online. I'm telling you, I may go through the fire, I may go through the storm, I may go through the hard circumstance, but I don't look like what I've been through because God is with me, God is for me. Now, you may ask the question, you may say, why does God allow us to go to fire? Go through fire. Why does God allow us to go through fire? Why does God allow us to go through the pit? Why does God allow us to go through the uncertainty? Why does God let us to go through obscurity? Why? 
Here's why. Because the soil is better after fire. The soil is better after fire. If you ask any farmer, whenever the soil is burned, it produces better crop. And friends, I want to let you know something. Your heart is soil. And when your heart goes under fire, it creates a condition in your heart that produces better faith. Faith is better with fire. Faith is better with fire. Let me show you something, friends. I have this paper. And this paper says fireproof. It says that it's fireproof. This content on the paper says fireproof. In other words, fireproof means that it can't be harmed, it can't be hurt, and it can't be destroyed. The only problem is, when I bend this paper, it bends. When I ball this paper up, it balls up. When I come and I rip this paper, it rips. It says fireproof, but it's really not fireproof because it's being destroyed by conditions. And the reason why it's being destroyed by conditions is because it hasn't went through the fire. And because it hasn't went through the fire, it's not protected and coated by the fire. Because whenever a paper goes through fire, it goes through a process of lamination. And whenever it goes through lamination, lamination puts a coat around it that protects it. Here's the same exact paper, but it went through lamination. When I try to bend it, it bounces back. When I try to tear it, it can't. When I try to break it, I can't. Why? Because this thing has been through the lamination. Friends, I want you to know something. God allows you to go through fire so he can laminate you, not harm you. So when they talk about you this time, it won't destroy you. When they leave you this time, you won't feel forsaken. When everything falls apart, you will know that God is keeping you together. Why? Because you went through lamination. And lamination is to teach you that God is all you need during the fire. God is all you need during the storm. God is all you need during the circumstance. God allows you to go through lamination. Why? Because God don't want you to just have baby faith. No, God wants you to have crazy faith. Better yet, God wants you to have blazy faith. The kind of faith that can go through fire and still stands. The kind of faith that can stand the time. The kind of faith that can stand the valley. Why? Because when the fire come, the fire wasn't here to kill you. No. The Red Sea made Moses. The lion's den made Daniel. And the the giant made David. And I want to tell you, that situation that came against you, it wasn't here to kill you. Friends, it was here to seal you. God is going to seal your faith with the circumstances. God is going to seal your faith with the storm. God is going to seal your faith with the furnace. He's not here to kill your faith. God is here to seal your faith. Give him a shout of praise. And he is going to seal your faith during this time of obscurity. He's going to seal your faith while the the coronavirus is running rampant. I want to tell you something. Your house will be blessed. Your house will be covered. The people maybe that came in contact with the coronavirus, you are a child of God. God is going to bring healing. God is going to bring restoration. The best days are ahead of us. The church is going to bounce back stronger because God is with us. And sometimes God would allow you to go through a problem that causes you to need him. Friends, when God is your problem, only God is your solution. And God didn't cause the coronavirus, but he allowed the coronavirus to show us that he's Lord over all the viruses, over all the sicknesses, over all the calamity. He's Lord of all. And friends, I want you to know something. If he's not Lord of all, he's not Lord at all. God is not second place. God is not second fiddle. God is the one and he is the only, friends. Come on, somebody. Give my Savior a shout of praise. I'm going to get ready to wrap up. I'm going to get ready to wrap up. But I want you to know something. God wants you to have peace under fire. He wants you to have peace. See, friends, what the enemy is doing, his trick has always been. 
Whenever you have faith, he wants you to drop it. He wants you to bow down and worship him. And he brings crazy circumstances to get you to doubt God. But God has something for the fire. God has peace under fire. God has peace under fire. And while your faith is under fire, our Savior wants to give you peace. If you have your Bible, go to the book of Mark. We're going to read some scripture. Go to the book of Mark, chapter 4. I'll give you guys a second to turn. Mark, chapter 4. It says, Mark chapter 4, verse 38, it says, Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. Look at the Lord sleeping on a cushion. He got that temper repeated. Look at Jesus. Look at him. Look at him. It says, the disciples woke him up and said to him, teacher, don't you care if we drown? He got up, rebuked the winds, and said to the waves, quiet, be still. Then the winds died down. And it was calm completely. Now, friends, here's something so powerful that happened. Jesus' first response to the storm was to sleep through it. But because the disciples wouldn't let him sleep through it, he got up and he spoke to it. Friends, I want you to know something. When you go through the storm, when you go through the fire, Jesus wants you to sleep through it. He wants you to have peace through it. But if you can't sleep through it and have peace to it, he said, get up and speak to it. Because life and death is in the power of your tongue. And God didn't give you a tongue to name and claim things that don't belong to you. He gave you a tongue to speak the authority that he has given you. You have authority over demons. You have authority over storms and you have authority over furnaces. I don't care what the devil throws at you. You have authority. It's time for you to open up your mouth and declare that Jesus is Lord and all power and authority is in his right hand. Now, why could Jesus come to storms and the disciples couldn't? It's because the sea matched their heart. Their hearts was troubled. And as their hearts was troubled, their circumstances matched the trouble in their hearts. But Jesus could speak calm because Jesus had peace in his heart. And because he had peace, he could speak peace. You can't speak what you don't have. If you have trouble, you will speak trouble. But if you have peace, you can speak peace. And Jesus can say to the waves, peace be still. Why? Because I have peace inside of me and I command to have peace around me. Friends, if you want peace around this world... You need to have peace inside your world. As us as Christians and believers, as we have the peace of God in our hearts, we can pray, we can worship and declare the peace of God in our land. Friends, what's in your heart? Because you're going to speak what's in your heart. The Bible says out of the, abundant, out, the, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. You're going to speak what's in your heart. And if peace is in your heart, peace is on your lips. How are you speaking in this time? Don't be speaking fear. Don't be speaking shame. Don't be speaking bondage. Be speaking peace. And we can have peace because peace is our birthright. Why? Because our God is the Prince of Peace. And because he's the Prince of Peace, I can have peace. And friends, the reason why you can have peace even when your faith is under fire 
There's times where it'll go far and you will feel consumed and you will feel like you're under flames. But here's the beautiful thing about being under fire. The word says that God will give you beauty for your ashes. Ashes are the remains of flames. And God said the remains of flames will turn into beauty. I will take that bad situation and turn it into a good situation. I'll take that pain and turn it into purpose. I'll take that worry and turn it into worship. I'll take that breakdown and turn it into breakthrough. I'm telling you, the brokenhearted will be the full wholehearted when you're in Christ. He'll turn it around, friends. We don't have to be afraid. Here's what we do. I'm going to give you real practical steps. Here's what we do in this calamity. Here's what we do in this famine. The first thing is we pray. We pray. There's power in your prayer. There's power in your prayer. And the beautiful thing about your prayer is as you pray in faith, it gives God access to change your situation. The second thing we do is worship. Why do we worship? Because to worship means to make big. It means for us to bow down and make ourselves low and to look up and make our God big. As we maximize our God, we minimize our furnace. As we maximize our God, we minimize, it, we minimize our furnace. When we make God bigger, our circumstance gets smaller. We're to worship. And the last thing we're to do is we're to walk by faith, not by fear. As the church of Jesus, as believers, we're to walk by faith. In other words, we're not going to walk by fear. We're not going to talk by fear. We're not going to act by fear. We're going to walk by faith. We're going to talk by faith. We're going to act by faith, and we're going to believe the best. Now, faith doesn't mean stupidity, guys. Wash your hands. Ugh, you, your hands nasty. You need to wash your hands right now. Wash your hands. You need some sanitizer and some Lysol, all right? Faith doesn't mean be dumb. No. Faith means even in my caution, I'll trust the Christ. Even in my caution, I'll trust the Christ. I trust them in my caution. Friends, the last thing I want you to know, and I'm going to get ready to close. The last thing I want you to know is the Bible says that God has given everyone a measure of faith. He's given everyone a measure of faith. What does that mean? What does that mean? Whenever you're cooking, you have what's called a measuring bowl. And with that measuring bowl, you can measure different ingredients to make sure you have the, the right amount of ingredients for what you're cooking. It measures to make sure you have the right amount. The Bible says that God has measured everyone an amount of faith. Friends, the amount of faith you need for your journey and your circumstances in you, that you have the measure of faith you need. That God has given you the capacity to believe according to your Goliath, to believe according to your storm, to believe according to your furnace. I can trust God when I can't trace God because he's measured me the right amount of faith for my circumstance. He measured me the right amount of faith for my furnace. So I don't have to fear because I know daddy God is here. Come on, somebody. Give our Savior a shout of praise during uncertainty. Friends, I want to thank you guys so much for joining Radiant Church. Thank you guys so much for watching the broadcast. I hope you heard something. I hope God spoke to you. We're going to get ready to go into an altar moment. Maybe you don't know Jesus, or maybe you just need a time to recommit. Maybe you need a time to pray. I want to walk you through this altar moment, and I want to walk you through this song. It's called Here Again. And I want you to know something, that God is always here. He's always near. He hasn't left you. He hasn't forsaken you. That when you're in the furnace, you're not in there alone. God is with you. 